everybody. Welcome back to the NBC Sports Edge Circling the Bases podcast. I'm your host, Matt Williams. You can find me on Twitter, M-A-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S. Joining me on the show today for the weekend recap, Mr. Micah Henry at Fantasy Central on Twitter. Also joining me over at NBC Sports Edge. Also your fan tracks, Roto Ranks, your, your couple different places. Plus, of course, mm-hmm. hashtag Micah Notes. Micah Notes, yes, which sir. Is, yes. Which is fantastic. So, Micah, what's up? What's going on, man? How you, how you feeling? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It's... it's, it's, it's I'm. I'm. Uh, I was. I was talking to, we were before. You know, the first before the uh, show started, and me and Matt were talking. I was just saying how like I'm at the point in the season where I'm just f- feeling. You know, I don't know all the like. You know, all the pressure. I'm just feeling like you know, kind of kind of drained a little bit from this long season. So I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm and school's about to start, and I'm thinking about how I'm going. You know, try to balance. You know, school with with um uh, my doing do my analysis stuff. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot on my mind. But I mean, I'm in. I'm in good spirits. You know, happy to happy to be here. You know? Yeah, it's a busy time of year. Um, yeah. like I said baseball is winding down. It's super hot. Yeah. Three quarters of leagues are dead. So and there, a lot of people have tuned out. But it's really time for a lot of people to buckle down. If you're mm-hmm. in a fab league, you like really these these moments really matter. <laughs> I've been trying mm-hmm. to put out fab fab uh, fab recommendations on Twitter, and um, you know, I mean, to take them what they are, they are recommendations. Uh, so I mean, I, they're they're on there. If you want to check them every single week, I put them out Saturday or Sunday morning. It's just a checklist. I mean, you know what your team needs. Uh, I can't recommend you know specific players for every single team because I don't know what you need. Uh, but it's it's a nice list. I break them down to twelve or fifteen teams. If you want to go on there, they're always there. But this show comes out on Monday, so we can't really talk about Fab players on the show because by the time you hear this, <laughs> Fab has gone by. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about what to do as far as if you're chasing a championship. We'll talk about that after the recap. I mean, most leagues, whether that be points or most likely roto year week somewhere um you know in points obviously it's more position but in roto it's categories we'll talk about maybe how to go about chasing down certain categories maybe players we like uh but anyway diving into the weekend recap itself starting with starting pitching like always or pitching like always we're gonna actually start with the relief pitchers because after the trade deadline there's like a a circus merry-go-round of mm-hmm. random retreads yep. uh that are valuable mm-hmm. The most valuable one came after the tread deadline due to injury, in my opinion. That's Jonathan Loisica after Roldis Chapman, who has literally been in a downward spiral, goes on the IL with an uh, elbow injury. I mean, I don't know if it's an elbow injury or an elbow injury. Um, he needed to be removed from that position kind of regardless. A lot of people thought Zach Britton might have been put in. They were using him in the setup position. But as we know, sometimes when you're the setup guy, they like to leave you there and then put someone else there. Jonathan Loisica looks like he's the guy. Um, Michael, what are your thoughts on just the relief pitching market as people are trying to add teams down the, the stretch? Because Loisig is in there, and then, of course, you got like Dylan Floro, Tyler Clippert, Kyle Finnegan. I mean, there's this, this whole bunch of random people uh, that are now out there available to close. Um, and then you got weird things, of course, like Craig Kimbrell could have been traded anywhere and been a great mm-hmm. closer, gets <laughs> traded to the one team where he's not closing. Sure. Ian Kennedy was going to be traded anywhere to be a setup guy. He gets traded to the one team where he's still the closer. So, yeah, let's oh, talk man. about the relief pitching market. First first of all, I, I, I think that's the first time I heard uh, Jonathan – I got to remember what you said. Loisaga is the name pronounced. I did, I've never heard it pronounced. I didn't, didn't I know, know people usually just go with Johnny Lasagna. Yeah, I, I, bro, that's what, I, that's what I thought about when I, when I see his name. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad you, pronounced, you, you told me I pronounced it. But, yeah, yeah. I, hold on. I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. I'm like 90% sure. So, I mean, I could just be sure. wrong. I could be wrong. We'll, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Okay. But, um, but um, yeah, I mean, the market, it's, there's a lot of, yeah, as you said, a lot of names that aren't really, you know, like, you know, big, big time, you know, names that we know. So, I mean, I feel like if you're at this point, 
if you're looking at these guys in general, you're probably like still competing. You're probably still, you know, trying to try and win your league. So you're just, you know, looking for any type of, you know, anybody that could be getting to save. And I don't know. I mean, I mean I, it's, it's hard to judge. You just kind of got to, you know, some situations are really kind kind of, like, you know, sketchy. Like the, the Reds, I mean, the Reds have been sketchy all season, but I mean, at this point, it's even sketchier than, sketchier than ever. You know, the, um, the Marlins with Fluoro in the ninth, uh, you know, like, he could be the guy, but he could not be the guy. So I don't know. It's really something you have to take, you know, situationally because there's really a lot going on, you know, around the league right now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you mentioned. Uh, I, I like Loisega because I think he's good, and I think even if he loses his position, um, if like Chapman comes back, I think he's still a guy worth rostering. Um, you mm-hmm. know, he gets some wins, he gets you some ratios. Mm-hmm. Dylan Floor, I think he keeps it. I think Anthony Bender is someone they like to build for the future, and knowing the Marlins, they probably don't want to allow him to put closer on his resume for, mm. um, you know, for uh, arbitration purposes. True. So uh, Tyler Clippard, I see no reason for him to lose the job. So I'm okay with that. Texas is a nightmare. Uh, Alex Colme is currently a closer uh, because uh, of an injury. He'll lose it pretty soon, but not too many guys to feel good about. Honestly, yeah. you mm. mentioned Cincinnati. Um, they got, I um, can't even think of his name right now. What is Heath Embry? Yeah. I would bet mm. on Giv- Givens is the best arm they have. I mean, they just brought back, um, what's his name off the IL? Garrett came back recently. Who just came mm-hmm. off today? Uh, oh, Sims. Sims. Yep. Sims is back too. But I think Givens is actually the best option. So, in my opinion, I mean Loizaga, pick your favorite at the top. Otherwise, just put in like if you know you need to pick up guys. Just if in Fab, a lot of them are going. Unfortunately, if any of them are left, I just say go with the cheapest available. But yeah, be prepared to interchange them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, chasing saves kind of sucks, but yeah. Uh, Getting into actually starting pitching. Chris Sales coming back finally. Oh, Next Saturday they announced. Um, I mean, good for you if you held on this long. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have done it, but you know, you're <laughs> about to get he looked good in his rehab. I mean, I watched some video, the stats look good. And the more important thing is they kept him in his rehab long enough. I think he threw 89 pitches in his last outing, Micah. So he, th- I would think maybe the baby gloves thing wouldn't be too much. They need him in a bad way. They're not been playing well, the Red Sox yep. recently. So yep. if he comes back, he should be close <laughs> to full go. I would expect them to handle him with care somewhat, but this won't be like a Carlos Carrasco, like three inning first outing. He could be in there, you know, competing for a win immediately. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, and with the way the Red Sox are struggling right now, I feel like they might even, you know, might feel forced to use them more than they maybe should from a guy coming back from Tommy John, you know, but I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I, yeah, as, as you said, if you hold up, if you held him this long, you know, get ready to activate him, start him. Cause he's going to, you know, he's been worked up. He's going to, you know, probably go as much as he needs to be as much as he needs to go. So, I mean, yeah, and I, but I, I am in general though, I am still slightly concerned about the fact that he, you know, he will be, Use carefully because he's coming back with Tommy John, you know, just in general. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you got it. You know, you got it. He's, he's, he's not, he's not going to be anywhere out. You know, he's going to be back for you guys next year. So you got to make sure he's ready for next year. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it just, just, you know, keep that in mind that he could be, you know, he could be slightly limited going for it, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's exciting to have him back. Um, someone who's been around the entire year. I've done a lot of articles and posts on tracking people since the June 21st. Foreign, foreign substance crackdown. Some mm. people struggled and then bounced back. Garrett Cole struggled, bounced back. Tyler Molly struggled, bounced back. Guys like Taiwan Walker struggled, have not bounced back. Of course, he's dealing with an innings limit too. But uh, Carlos Rodon, someone who never struggled, he's just been good all the way around. He doesn't yeah. seem to have any control, uh, any spin issues. I, I mean, I don't know how to phrase this because I am very. Um, 
I'm very wary of karma and uh, and not trying to like jinx anything. But it's fantastic that he's made it this long and nothing's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. he's had that. You know, he had the 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 perfect game early on. Was it a perfect game or is it no hitter? I think it was a no hitter. Yeah. I think. It, um, yeah. Anyway, he just went five innings, zero and 11 strikeouts for the Cubs. And he's just the real deal. So mm-hmm. I guess right now he's sitting, he had his fifth double digit strikeout game over the weekend for the year. Uh, two, three, eight ERA 0.96 whip 109 and two thirds innings. How do you feel about him going into next year? Because I know you're, you're only injury prone until you're not. I always bring up Jorge Soler. He never played. He never played. Then he played 162 yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. how do you feel? How do you feel about him going next year? Is, is this someone that is going to be, cause we know where his ADP is going to be. I mean, I assume, I assume he's going to be there and like where the Corbin burns to sunny gray range at maximum next year, prop mm. maybe earlier. Uh, are you going to feel confident in, in taking him? No, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not a doctor, you know. I don't I don't I haven't I don't really know his injuries that he's had by art, so I can't really I don't know if the injuries have been you know as recurring as they might seem, you know. So I don't know if he's actually as injury prone as he's as we might seem. I haven't really dug into that yet, but he has had a lot of injuries in general. So I mean, I'm I you know even this season I was you know back in what um you know May June I was saying you know sell high sell high I was, I was saying that a lot and I thought it was because he, eventually he would you know something would just happen but I mean he's been fine he's been he's been an ace in the short so I mean for next year I'm still gonna see his name there and still think about the injury risk and still you know want to grab somebody that has less injury risk you know I I mean what do you think he's I mean I assume he goes no later than the third round. I don't know why. I mean, I'm just pulling that's that so high. I know. I'm just, just, I'm not saying that's where I'd take I, I, know, I, know, I know. I know. I'm just guessing on where people went this year and how, I mean, you, if the numbers appear like they're just going to stick the way they are. Mm. So, I mean, if it goes the way it is, I, I, that's where I assume he goes. <laughs> it's mm. kind of where Kenta Maeda was going this year, maybe like the three, four turn at the most, because Maeda had kind of like a Cy Young year and no one kind of believed in him. And I think mm. maybe that's Rodon may, where Rodon may fall. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I think it'll be that 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 third, uh, third fourth round area, and and I mean, if if he doesn't, you know, get hurt, you say something the entire season next year. I think he'll be one of the best values in, in the draft that you can get. It'll probably be a weird uh, area of the draft too, because I think as of injury, Jack Flaherty might fall back. We'll see how mm-hmm. he finishes. He might fall in there. Aaron Nola, because of his mm-hmm. weird year, he may fall to that area. That'll mm-hmm. be a that'll be like a strong and confusing position sure. to draft out of next sure. year. Uh, Josiah Gray, he will be building his value up going to next year. Obviously he'll have innings limits, but people ignore those and they love rookies. Uh, <laughs> luckily got traded to the Dodgers for the nationals. Um, not for him, but for fantasy managers, because now he's up in the majors and he's sticking in the majors and he will be there for the foreseeable future. Not getting Dodgered uh, is probably a verb at this point. Five innings, one earned 10 Ks versus Atlanta, which is no joke of a team, even though they are a little bit of a free swinging crew, 26, swinging strikes 11 on his curveball how do you feel about josiah gray leading you into the fantasy playoffs this year if he's uh someone let's say you had some injuries but you're doing well and you got to rely on him as like your third or fourth starter like he literally for whatever reason you need to start him every time out how how, how confident are you in josiah gray I'd, I'd be very happy that i picked him up 
just based on the fact that he has these, you know, his high spin fastball, he has these two good secondaries, curveball, slider. He, he's, you know, he's any he, this first outing of, of his career, he struck out what uh, seven batters. He so, so, you know, right out the gate, he showed that ability to strike out, you know, a lot of guys and get swinging strikes. So, you know, he's going to be this guy that gets a lot of swinging strikes, a lot of strikeouts in his entire career, I believe. So, I mean, you should be happy that you have him on your roster. I don't know if you'll, you should be feel comfortable because, you know, he's a rookie, he's new, but I mean, the upside is there for him to be good for you down the, you know, down the stretch. I think at 15 team, you you have to start them every time out. I, yeah. I except I think the uh, I'm mean, at cores and like versus maybe the Dodgers are maybe the only two. And I think it's almost the same in 12 team. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't back up that much from there. I think it's very similar. I think he's basically a start every time out until he gives us a reason not to be. I mean, yeah. only in the worst of circumstances would I sit him. I agree. Um, Austin Gomber, which Gomber that actually is a verb uh, at this point. <laughs> he, I mean, he started out – people think that he got bombed his first time out. He didn't. He actually had like three solid starts. Yeah. Then he got bombed by the Giants. Yeah. Um, he had six innings, zero, earned eight Ks versus Minnesota. He's had a couple of really terrible outings. He's had some gems, and he's had some terrible, terrible shutdowns. Um, centerpiece of the Nolan Arenado trade. As a Rocky fan, I if you're paying attention, you're obviously upset, especially with how things went on in Trevor's story. But Austin Gomer looks solid. The only problem is – um, you see what happens with Herman Marquez bounces between Cy Young candidate and like literally unstartable. Is that what we have to expect from Austin Gomer? Because I, I mean, he's shown flashes. Like he, he looks He looks like he could be good and like he could be good consistently pitching for the Rockies, but these blowups are just going to happen. It's like a minefield. Yeah. I mean, but Gomber is interesting because Gomber is actually one, he's one of those like pitchers that kind of has that good, you know, that, that uh, natural pitch ability. They know how to, you know, sequence their pitches. They know how to throw the, Mm -hmm. you know, the pitch, they know how to limit walks. He's, you know, he's limited walks like massively over the last, you know, few starts, but yeah, he's, he's, he knows how to pitch. So, I mean, course does kind of affect his value, but I think this guy that we're seeing is kind of like, is is kind of real. I mean, he, he has, he has a good arsenal. He, he, and I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, there's reason to not, to, to, you know, be worried about who, how he'll be, you know, a lot worse in the future. I think this is a guy that could just be getting started. You know, his career just, you know, is just, just starting to take off. Yeah, I think I'm kind of with you. And he's one of those weird pitchers. Her, Marquez is one of them. John Gray, uh, you know, he goes up and down. But um, you can't, like, some people just say draft a pitcher. Oh, well, you can't start him at home at Coors and you start him on the road. That's not true. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys have great starts at home. Yeah. And the thing that makes it more infuriating, I guess, or to some fantasy managers is that, the blowups don't they come at random. It, it's yeah. not the Dodgers. It, it could be the Pirates. Uh, the blowups happen <laughs> randomly, and we all know how cores affects players. It's not just that you're home; it affects you when you leave. So sometimes the blowups will happen away. So mm-hmm. I mean, you just kind of you just kind of have to eat it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you put them out there, and you you just take it all because in the end, especially in Roto, um, you only care what the end result is. And you know, I like Austin Gomber. It'll be interesting to see how his value shakes out for next year because mm-hmm. uh, when, I think when people dig into the numbers, he'll probably I think end up being like a sleeper of sorts. Yeah, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be a guy that will be a lot, a lot of a lot, on a lot of my mm, 2022 uh, redraft re, re, re leagues for sure. For sure. Uh, diving over into the hitting side of things, Luis Robert, according to uh, Tony LaRusso, is going to be back tomorrow. Which, if you're listening to this, is today, Monday. <laughs> uh, exciting to have him back. I mean, I remember in the in the draft season it was the big thing was between Luis robert and kyle tucker kyle tucker silently i mean after all the hype he's killing it and no one Mm -hmm. like really talks about him he's doing everything you hoped he would be 
do you think that Robert can have that kind of impact down the line? We know that, you know, not sure about batting average and strikeouts with him, not that strikeouts matter in most leagues, but do you think he'll provide that power and speed boost that can maybe put a team over the, uh, over the edge heading down into the championship weeks? I do. I mean, I, I, for, 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 for this year, I, I think it's, it's possible for the future. Yeah. Who will be, who'll be that guy for this year. I think, I think, it, it there's a chance he could be adjusting for a, for a while and it could be too little too late, but mm-hmm. I do think it's possible he could you know come out and start hitting. But it's 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 a it's, it's a question mark for sure. It's time to play with small samples too because if he does terribly, because I mean it's possible just because he didn't get ramped up, he had the whole year off, he could be not terrible, he just be like stale, and yeah. then he'll mm-hmm. go to the he'll, he could drop back considerably, right. and if he's red hot for three weeks. He could, you know, find himself in the second round again. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how he finishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramon Laureano, someone who got off to a uh, fantastic yeah. start, was stealing bases left and right. Gets popped for using performance-enhancing drugs. He's down for eighty games. Um, we don't. I mean, we don't talk about dynasty a whole ton, but I mean, when you're talking about eighty games, that's a lot. <laughs> so, uh, what's your future outlook for Ramon Laureano? Because he looks like someone that everyone just keeps hoping to kind of be a poor man's Robert and Tucker of sorts, um, you know, possibly even getting to uh, some people were optimistic enough to hope that he actually got to their level, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I mean, it's obviously he's maybe a step below there. Uh, how do you feel about Loriano going forward? Cause obviously this is uh, you know, not ideal news. It's not ideal. And it's just, I don't know, kind of makes, I mean, it'll make people, you know, not want to grab him. Cause they'll be like, Oh, uh, you, you know, the, the drugs he was using were helping his performance, all that stuff. So, I mean, it might, it might push him back in, in drafts whenever, you know, he you know starts to play again or whenever he's in a, you know yeah playing again so i mean i don't know I, i'm not really too concerned i'm not saying he, he's he, that the drugs helped him i don't think he's going to be some new guy when he comes back i think he'll be the same guy that he was so i mean i i i'm still i'm still you know i still want him whenever whenever he's back you know playing on playing and healthy stuff. yeah i think some people i think uh misinterpret what some of these steroids do not that i'm telling people to use steroids i'm not mm-hmm. doing that uh but um <laughs> you look at ramon Laureano. i'll give you a name starling Marte got popped for using yeah. performance enhancing drugs look at him now in oakland replacing mm-hmm. ramon Laureano. ironically uh, just killing it so uh yeah don't judge a book by its cover don't write him off yet maybe a buy low in dynasty if anything possibly mm-hmm. um anthony rizzo test positive for COVID. Um, he was not vaccinated. The only reason I bring that up for the show is that that means he has to have 10 days minimum off because that's the MLB rules. If you test positive for COVID and you are vaccinated, MLB rules are that you can test negative twice and come right back. That's why you see some people get put on the COVID IL and come back immediately. Anthony Rizzo, not vaccinated, meaning minimum 10 days off. So, um, Get him out of your lineups. You set yeah. lineups on Monday. Make sure he's out of your line. He ain't coming back. There ain't no fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll come back. He ain't coming back. He, he cannot come back. <laughs> um, but no, who is back is Luke Voigt, who the Yankees like desperately have been trying to trade since the preseason. Uh, so he's back. He's he- uh, you know healthy-ish until you know he runs into a wall or whatever it is Luke Voigt does at his spare time. Uh, he he has a chance to build his value here for. In both fantasy and real life for maybe the Yankees to try to move him. Uh, Luke Voigt, mm-hmm. do you think that uh, – what do you think people can expect out of him? Because he may have been dropped in some leagues because yeah. it was made pretty obvious that he was um, you know, injured and then benched. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a he's a he's a massive power hitter. He has the power that he, that he you know showed in past seasons isn't like a hey reigning home run champ, right? Hey, yeah, I mean, he's not, yeah, it's not like you know, it's not like a, it's a, a fluky you know performance. This guy, this guy's a you know he can hit he can hit the ball far. But I mean, yeah. So I mean, but he has struggled this season. So I mean, I feel like if he wants to you know at least earn himself some type of world that gets him you know three or four starts a week, he has to perform with uh, Rizzo out. If not, they there's, they get some reason to, you know, not really play him as much as they, as they need to because they're in, the, you know, that, that ALE situation is kind of wild right now. There's four teams trying to get, you know, get to the playoffs. So, I mean, they need every game. So they're not going to, you know, play a guy that's not that's not starting, not not performing. So, I mean, Boyd has to perform now or he's not going to, you know, be a much value for you going forward. There's a couple more players on the list to talk about, but we can ease into them. Let's talk about, we can kind of go into the conversation about um, chasing down certain categories. If you are down in home runs and RBIs, specifically power, Luke Voigt, um, if you're in especially a shallow league, look to check if he could have been dropped mm-hmm. uh, because he's a perfect guy to, to go out there and get. Um, well, there's a couple other guys here we'll talk about in a second that are still on our list. Uh, Rowdy Telez, he looks like he'll get some run out there in the Brewers. Is there anyone else that uh, you want to suggest to maybe the audience here that you think if they're chasing down pure power that uh, might be a good bat to go out and get here? Sure, power per uh, Put me on the spot, man. I don't know. I'll bring up a couple <laughs> other guys. Um, well, to give you a chance to think about it. Okay. One person that's back from the the dead. He always seems to be injured. Is Brandon Bell, and he looks yeah. stronger than ever. Yeah. Uh, three home runs during his first uh, weekend back. The only concern that I've heard some from from some people, especially with today's lineup, is the Giants. You know, going full platoon mode with Gabe Kapler. Uh, Wilmer Flores may not be as useful. Tommy Listel. I mean, there's a lot of players that are going to be affected. Brandon Belt got sat today because he just came back from the injured list. I do not expect him to get platooned. Um, I think I would, I don't know if I, I mean, he's not in the Luke Voigt territory, but I would list him among the people where maybe if you need power, he could, if he, you know, he's available quite a few places. I definitely would add him to your list because he looks strong. Um, and I think that you look at his track record, he never really got to those plateaus of home runs people were hoping for, but I think he could kind of surprise down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, and, and I think I talked about it on Twitter what uh, earlier today. He, he's been he's been absolutely mashing uh, breaking pitches at a rate that we've never even seen before. I think mm-hmm. I checked it. He had like a, what was a 94.3 mile power exit, average, average exit velocity against breaking pitches. Uh, coming into today, which is just like, I mean, you don't really do that. Against, that's 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 elite stuff. So, I mean, he's not hitting fastballs as well, but I mean, this it, he has more home runs against breaking pitches. So, I mean, if he if he keeps his up, I don't see any reason why he won't, you know, continue to hit home runs. I mean, I, I do hope he can stay healthy, but yeah, I mean, there's this is definitely not the same guy that we've seen in the past seasons. He's he's a he's a better he's a better hitter right now. On uh, the last guy on the list we have listed is CJ Crone, well known for his power. Um, still not universally owned in more shallow leagues. Uh, four home runs over the weekend, but you know him. He'll run hot. He'll run very cold. Just to bring up, don't forget about him. Um, Course Field, obviously, always a fantastic place to find power, but it's th- the rest of their hitters are kind of inconsistent in that regard. Uh, so CJ Crone is another one to look at. Mm. Uh, as far as the rest of uh, power, I mean, there's not really a whole ton that is a secret. You know, I mean, uh, Joey Votto, he's been on that, that, that massive, that massive kick, but he's not going to really take anybody by surprise. The angels and Jack Mayfield has seven home runs over the last 30 days, batting, uh, (laughs) batting two, two, 
264 for the uh, the Angels. Uh, not someone I'd bad I'd bank on <laughs> for power, but hey, we're talking about it. So uh, when people are kind of looking down at names like that, uh, there's another name that I think is more popular um, for everyone that's really in this is Abraham Toro. Um, he has six home runs over the last 30 days. I think he's a fantastic guy to go over for home runs. And you're wondering like, Oh, why are we bringing up bigger names? Because they're all rostered. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, there's, no- I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. Go. I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but one just came to my head. I, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to forget. Uh, go, go, uh, go, uh, see if Rafael Ortega, Ortega is out there. I mean, yeah, Rafael yeah. Ortega. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead. Go, yeah. Go ahead. Take it from here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, his profiles, you know, a little, you know, it's not, you know, it, 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 it's there's some promising, promising things in there, but it's not like you don't trust it yet. You need more sample size, but I mean, there's not a lot of options out there. So, I mean, if you need power and you're desperate, you could do, do a lot worse. You're, he's playing for a Cubs team that's not going to, you know, bench him. They're not going to sit him. He's no, he's they're all they're rebuilding, so he'll get plenty of at bats down the stretch. So, I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely target him. And he actually will steal a few bags as well. He's not going to yeah. be a void there. So that's a nice bonus. Uh, someone that I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. So, I mean, these famous last words, my favorite target for stolen bases is Jorge Mateo. Mm. Uh, he was a former top prospect The the shine is completely worn off. Padres mm. shipping out to Baltimore where he's now playing every day. Granted, it's only been a few days, but he is, I believe he was called the fastest player alive by a couple of his teammates already. He runs down a triple. He's already stolen a couple bases. He looks pretty sharp and they have that weak infield. He's been in there every day. So uh, if you were, you know, Miles Straw was someone who thought uh, people thought would be empty, uh, empty stolen bases. He's actually done a little better than that. A little better than that this year, but uh, it's it's a position where if you don't fill it early, you're you end up playing players that are just giving you stolen bases and nothing else. That being said, how do you feel about Jorge Mateo? Because there's not that many people with his kind of speed widely available, and I think people don't realize how much he's been playing. And if that just becomes a regular thing, he'll actually be incredibly valuable down the stretch. Yeah, th- this was a this was a wild, you know, uh, deadline. That and that was definitely one of the moves that I completely missed. I was like, I was like, wait, what? But yeah, I mean, Mattel, Mattel on, on, on the Orioles. I I think yeah, if he's getting regular playing time, and he he's he is super fast. I think he's definitely a guy that could you know could uh, provide speed for you if you need stolen bases down the stretch. One hundred percent. Um, as far as the rest of stolen bases, really, there's not a ton of of names I can really think of off the top of my head. Um, but as far as like general. As far as like general strategy, Micah, for for players that are in Roto that are going for broke or better yet, you're at the very top of the standings and you want to make up ground. Is there any advice you'd want to give people? Because there could be a certain thing where, you know, you look at the standings and you got to be realistic because just because you are down in a category doesn't mean you realistically can get there. Um, like you could be you could you could look at one position and you could be like near the bottom. You're like, okay, well I'm going to go for broke in saves because uh, I'm near the bottom and therefore I can make up so many points, but you have to look at the amount of saves because you could be in last and literally have no chance for even moving up more than one spot where in, um, you know, run scored, which I know at this point of the season, that's harder to make up, but you could be bunched together and you could make up three points rather than try for seven in saves, which you're likely only get one. You can realistically get three points in like runs scored. Uh, you got to go for that. So you actually have to, you know, look at your standings, see what you can realistically do. Um, how do you handle kind of going after categories? Because um, not only do you have to look at what you can go for, but you have to make sure you don't sacrifice in other areas. Like you said, you sell out for saves, even if you figure out you can make them up. You don't want to back yourself into a corner and, and you know hurt yourself in other categories. 
I, th- I think you hit you hit on the head. You yeah, you got it. It's really really because I mean at this point of the season your, your roster is established. You know you have your guys. You have guys that you need. You're not you're not trying to you know change too much unless you need to change something, especially if you're you know at the top of your standings. So I mean you really have to make sure that every move you make is is like precise, meaning that it's not as you said it's not going to hurt something else while helping something else at the same time. So I mean it's it's it's, it's a it's it's tough. I mean it's really something that you you know I mean that's that's why I mean that's why. uh that's why we're here, you know. Ask me, Matt, questions. You know, we'll be happy to help you. You know, with these, you know, these tough, I mean, kind of tougher questions that that have to do with, you know, what do you do with this, with this guy or that guy, you know, to help your situation right now. Uh, one person that has been a complete albatross for the entire season. Uh, I was asked about him today, so we're gonna bring him up there because we saw in his like not his was his rookie year, might have been his second, uh, his second year. He almost went, I want to say, like twenty thirty. Uh, with some of the worst plate discipline in all of baseball, like a la Javier Baez, and that's Victor Robles. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's oh, been man. he's been brutal. They completely tore it down in Washington. So I mean, he was leading off uh, today, and he's getting an opportunity. The last couple of days, he uh, two for two um, with a double. He uh, and then today he went one for five. Hasn't stolen a base. <laughs> in a while uh i think he's still based since like july 17th so i have some people asking me about him all the time um if you're in need for power and speed a lot of people are like oh victor robles was dropped in my league micah do you see any point in picking up victor robles i do i mean he's he, as you said he's, he's he's uh you know getting time at the top of the lineup he's getting regular opportunities he's not you know batting like eighth or, you know, ninth, I should add. Anymore. I should add it that since the trade deadline, he's batting one ninety nine oh, with man. a two with a two ninety three <laughs> slugging percentage. Oh, wait, wait, what's what's the, what's the OBP? What's the OBP? Three sixteen. That, that's that, that's been the one thing for him all year. He he's been drawing walks, which is which is like which is the same thing with you know other young players like Labor Torres. They haven't really hit him, but they've been drawing walks, and that makes me think like, okay, this is a guy that he's not you know maybe he's not as focused on you know trying to make contact as he could be because he's trying to you know draw walks more so i, I don't know it's with these young players i feel like they only have so much time to work on so many things so i feel like with him he might it's, it's possible he might not you know have a strong finish to the season because he's, he's still working on other things but i think in the future this is definitely a guy that you want to you know keep your eyes on but down the stretch for the season i mean He's he's hitting lead off that you know he's gained opportunities to play regularly. I think there's a chance that he, he could help you. So I mean, it's not going to hurt you to, to pick him up and see what happens. But don't All expect right. don't don't expect him to you know a little a, a little. Player. The final question, just to give the audience a little perspective to end the show. I want to get your take. You need stolen bases. Victor Robles is available. So is Jorge Mateo. Who would you rather have? Hmm. Purely for stolen bases. I mean, no. I mean, not you know. Let's just say you don't want to be buried in other positions. I mean, you okay. know. But uh, yeah, let's just say yeah, you needed someone who's going to play the rest of the year. Um, you know, you're picking A or B uh, to you know kind of hit your cart to the rest of the year. Uh, Mateo or uh, Victor Robles. Oh, I'll I'll stick with Robles. Yeah, I'll stick with Robles. Yeah, I think I go with Mateo, and he could be benched like tomorrow. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> and I think I'd still rather have Mateo. I mean, just to give you an idea of like where I think of Robles, and I was high on Robles. I mean, I I, I grabbed him like a couple of rounds early in quite a few drafts this year. I mean, luckily it still wasn't too early, so I could. Um, I could escape that. It wasn't like when he was taken in like the eighth round in, in NFBC main event leagues. It was before that, but yeah. Mm. Wow. How the mighty have fallen. Uh, yeah. Not that, not that he was ever mighty, but you know, he showed, he showed glimpses of mightiness. Mm, for sure. 
<laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, thank you for joining me on the show. Yeah, man. Uh, it's winding down, and um, yeah. Hopefully, if you have any questions, like Mike has said, feel free to reach out to us. We're both very interactive on Twitter. Mm. Uh, we won't bite. My DMs are always open if you want to ask any questions. If you're too embarrassed, you don't want your league mates to see your question. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to shoot me a private message. I get that all the time. Like I don't me want too, my yeah. I don't yeah, want yeah. my league mates to say okay. I, I, I've, I've heard that more than I thought I would hear it. If that, if, that, if that makes any sense, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Micah, remind everyone where they can find you, um, where they can find your work, and uh, you know all that the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Central One. That's the number one. Um, you can find my work on uh, NBC Sports Edge on uh, Fantrax HQ, uh, New Life Fantasy, and Brother Ranks. And you can check out my Micah notes that are out nightly, and they just you know break down just a bunch of stuff that happened during that day. So yeah, definitely check all that stuff out. Just uh, just because he didn't highlight them, really follow Micah. I, if you're watching on the video at Fantasy Central One, uh, the Micah notes at the end of every. Do you know at the end of every day or the next morning? Well, I, yeah, it is, I guess it is the morning time. I, I guess I guess I consider early morning still nighttime though. So I guess I guess early morning, <laughs> early morning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it definitely. Yeah. Subscribe and uh, t- uh, follow him and follow those because if you don't have the time to kind of follow everything along, there's some like, you know, NBC sports edge. We do the daily dose. We try to break down in an article format what happens, but Micah does a really great job of putting them in a thread. Um, he's not just a bunch of box scores. Um, he, he says, you know, what happens and a little, you know, note about why something has happened and what he thinks about it. It's a really good way to um, catch up on some stuff you'd miss because there's just so much, <laughs> so much yeah, information yeah. out there. And Micah has mm-hmm. a good job of condensing that into information that you need to know thank you man. Uh, yeah <laughs> hey we know nbc sports edge we know uh we put out we put out news on everything like when mm-hmm. like you know yeah. the the nobody tr- you know like eighth reliever gets demoted to triple a we <laughs> we let you know but not everyone necessarily cares mm-hmm. so you know we, we you know this will break it down into, into more important information for you if you want to follow me on twitter everybody m-a-t-t-w-i seven seven i-m-s uh, i'm on here every week every uh, Monday morning for the weekend recap show on circling the bases every Tuesday. I have my by the numbers article and uh, you can catch my other work over on the athletic and, and the game day. So um, that being said, make sure you tune in tomorrow. We're five days a week here on NBC sports Edge. Make sure to download, subscribe and rate the show five stars. We all work really hard over here and we will be back next week with the weekend recap. See everybody. Bye.